Do you ever look at people who give advice and think, were they always good at this? Were they just born knowledgeable and wise? Or maybe you've wondered if the experts ever struggled themselves. Well, my friend, I can't speak for all experts and advice givers out there, but today I'm clearing up any illusions that I was always good at this style thing. I'm sharing my story, the good, the bad, and the unstylish. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School, the podcast that gives real-life style advice to real-life women. If you're new here, welcome. I am your host, Jennifer Mackie Mary. I'm a wardrobe stylist who's been dressing everyday women for over 20 years, and I'm the founder of Everyday Style, where we're on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give you the tools to make getting dressed easy. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. I am always so happy to have you with me again. And I want to give a special shout out to all the guys listening to the podcast today with your wives or your girlfriends, partners, whatever, or just by yourself. I love hearing from my clients that you're listening with them and actually getting something out of it. It just makes me smile. So thank you for that. Today, I'm getting a little personal and sharing my style story with you. You might feel like I've shared a lot of it, and I have, and you might feel like you know my whole story, but we have a lot of new listeners who may not have gone back and listened to every single episode, and besides, there's actually a lot that I haven't talked about, and that's what I want to share with you today. My goal with this episode is just to do a little style retrospective of Jen's life in a few key areas and share some of the things that shape my thoughts and habits and some of the things I did to create new thoughts and habits that served me better. When I was putting this episode together, it occurred to me that so much of what I do and so much of my message is about learning, learning how to dress your body shape or how you want to look or even how to find pants that fit. I talk a lot about learning. I mean, you're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast, and my dream job is a high school English teacher, so clearly I have a love of teaching and helping you learn. But I think there's something I don't talk about enough, and that's unlearning. In order to get where you want to go in style or life or anything, really, you need to learn the skills to help you get there. But the other side of it is unlearning the things that are standing in your way and holding you back. And I want you just to sit with that idea for a minute, because if you're someone who has taken my courses or bought the capsule guides, and you're still feeling like it's not coming together, you're not feeling stylish, I want you to examine if there are things you need to unlearn. And sure, there are silly practical things like unlearning outdated style rules, like not wearing white after Labor Day or matching your shoes and bags. Those are pretty easy to let go of with a little practice. But I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that what might be really holding you back is your thoughts about style, things like deserving nice things or the fact that you feel not okay spending time or money on yourself or even telling yourself that style doesn't matter when you really know that it does. Or maybe it's your habits, things like a a habit of negative self-talk or saving style for special occasions. Unlearning the things that are holding you back is a necessary part of any successful endeavor. And the first part of it is just acknowledging what those things are. So as we're talking today about some key parts of my style story, I want you just to be mindful about the things that you may need to unlearn. Identify your habits or your thoughts and then ask yourself, are they true? Are they helpful? 
Has your situation changed and what you're thinking and telling yourself doesn't apply anymore? What can you do to get out of your own way? So in terms of my style story, the three big areas that I want to talk about are first, learning how to dress my body shape. Second, learning how to build a wardrobe and buy strategically. And finally, discovering my own personal unique style. Let's start with dressing my body shape. This is probably the one that you've heard me talk about the most. I know I shared my story way, way, way early on in the show, like episode one or two. And if you've heard me be a guest on pretty much any other podcast, I feel like I'm always talking about this one, but I want to share it again. Let's all get on the same page. Growing up, I had a really difficult body to dress, really difficult. My challenges with my weight started in about third grade. So I think some of my body shape challenges are kind of muddied with the body size challenges. But no matter what I weighed throughout my young life, I couldn't find clothes that fit me properly or seemed to work on my body the same way they worked on other people. I would look at other women, other girls, other teens, whatever. And I would think, why did their clothes look normal on them? And I would see women who were even bigger than I was, but their clothes seemed to fit. They didn't seem to be struggling while I was always struggling to find things that looked right. Something always looked off. I couldn't figure out what it was. And of course, I told myself it was my weight. That's what I believed. If I was just skinnier, if I just worked out more, surely this problem would take care of itself, right? wrong. It didn't help at all. And as a matter of fact, losing weight almost made me feel worse because it didn't fix the problem. So it felt like there was just something wrong with my body. I was just weird. Pants were the absolute worst. No matter what size I was, if they fit in the waist, they were ridiculously huge in the rear and the legs. If they fit in the rear and the legs, they were so tight on my waist that they were painful. Buying jeans was just miserable, miserable. My other challenge was that starting around age 15, I was really busty. I shared about my breast reduction before, and sometimes I get requests to do an episode about it. But honestly, I don't know what I would talk about for 30 minutes. Developing so quickly, so young was traumatic. Having the surgery was absolutely hands down the best thing I've ever done for myself. If you are considering it, I would encourage you just to go for a consultation, right? I know the procedure has come a long way in the two decades plus since I had mine. So I'm of no help there. But if you have other questions, you can feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram. I'm happy to share my experience, but that's pretty much all I have to say about it. There's no way that could have been an entire episode. Back to the body shape thing. I had this unbalanced body that was naturally bigger on top than on the bottom. And then you add the large chest to the mix and dressing my body was just impossible. So I did what a lot of women do. And I bought oversized shapeless clothes and thought, well, that's as good as it gets, which was unfortunate because I've always loved clothes. I just think they're fun. And I think they're a great way to express who you are. But no matter how much I love them, they just didn't love me back. It was a one-sided relationship. In 2000, I left my job as a corporate training director and I went to work for Chico's. Chico's was a store that I'd gone to with my mom and one of the places that actually had pants that fit me properly. So while I was only 26 at the time and not Chico's ideal customer in any way, I was pretty familiar with the store and I liked what they did. On the first day of work, I learned the four basic body shapes and how to dress each one. It was incredible training and something Chico's did for every employee who was customer facing, whether it was sales associates, managers, district managers, or whatever. Every person in the stores knew how to dress your body. 
What I discovered that day was that my body was called an apple. Actually, it was called a barrel by Chico's, which terrible. No, I won't use that word which is a less common but totally legitimate body shape. And what I learned is that the pants that I'd been buying all my life, the ones with the skinny waistband and one little button, were never, ever going to work for me. It wasn't me. It was the pants. I remember thinking about all the pants that I had in my closet from Chico's, and I understood why they worked so well, why they fit me. And then the light bulb came on that every one of those pants was brought to me by a sales associate who knew exactly what she was doing. They never said, oh, you're a barrel, you're an apple, try these. They just brought them to the fitting room, and magically they worked, and I was willing to pay whatever they cost for good pants. But that one day, that singular day, was a revelation in my style journey and a pivotal moment in my life. It was incredible to be released from years of thinking, if I just changed, if only I were different, what's wrong with me? Maybe I'm not meant to be stylish. Maybe I didn't get the style gene. All the things I hear from women now, I said to myself before I learned how to identify and dress my body shape. But once I knew, my love affair with clothes was on. And I finally felt like I could be successful, like I could buy clothes that loved me back as much as I loved them. I also fell in love with helping other women have the breakthrough that I did. To release a woman from years or decades of feeling like her body was wrong when really it was just pants was just an incredible thing. For me, it's such a rush. We are all sitting where we are right now listening to this podcast because of Chico's incredible training program. And Chico's, if you're listening, please bring back that training. I'm sure it's not as cost effective as like, say hi to people and then fold sweaters, but the service you gave women was unique and needed and sorely missed. When I started my styling business, it was called Apple and Pear Wardrobe, and it was based on helping women dress their body shapes. I really don't think I can underestimate how impactful this was in my style journey or how fundamental it is for every woman who is struggling to know and to understand. You might discover that a lot of the feelings you're caring about yourself and how you look in clothes are more about the clothes than about you, and every woman deserves that release. By the way, quick plug, we're getting ready for the Dress Your Body Shape Challenge in the Style Circle. It's coming up really soon if you're listening to this on release day. I'm going to be breaking down our Dress Your Body Shape Masterclass, and our whole membership community is going to be walking through it together, learning how to accurately identify your body shape, what the goals for your shape are, and how to achieve them, and finally, how to figure out what an item of clothing will do for your body before you ever try it on. If you are sick of taking a mound of clothes into the fitting room only to find a few pieces that fit, this is what we're going to teach you. We're going to figure out how to just take a few in there and be successful most of the time. If you struggle to find clothes that are right for your shape, you need to be in the challenge. And to be in the challenge, you got to be in the style circle. If you're not there, head to the show notes, get signed up and come join us. All right. Body shapes are important. Yes, but they are only one part of the equation and only one part of my story. And actually, this episode came out of a conversation I had with someone when I was talking about the bad shopping habits I learned growing up. And I realized I don't really talk about this part much, but it's just as important to my story as learning to dress my apple slash barrel body. And it shapes a lot of the content I create for you guys. Now, you all know that I loved my mom dearly. I miss her desperately. And I have a whole episode of all the great style lessons that I learned from her. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I'll be honest, it feels a little bit disloyal to be like, well, here's where she really dropped the ball. But there's no way 
to get around saying that I learned some really, really bad shopping habits from her. One of the things I love to do with all my clients was ask about their relationship with their moms when it came to shopping and style and what they learned from them, especially with my difficult clients, because it all came to the surface. And I often found the root of why my client was struggling. Moms have a profound effect on their kids, daughters especially, when it comes to how we feel about ourselves and the way we approach style. It's a lot. It's a lot and it is deep-seated. So moms, be mindful of the thoughts and habits that you're passing down and what you don't want your daughters to have to unlearn. But I digress. Here's what you need to know about the way I grew up. First, as a child of the 80s and 90s, I was a mall kid. That's what you did on the weekends. You just went to the mall, right? The mall of my childhood is now an empty, dark, three stores left depressing place. And it just makes me so sad because I remember how much fun the mall was. And for us, for my family, going to the mall was recreational, right? It wasn't just you go because you need something. You just go. That's it. You just go. That's it. And my family was good at going to malls. We were good at shopping. We were good at all that stuff. Shopping was my family sport. You know how some families are baseball families? Some families are skiing families. We were a shopping family. But it wasn't just malls. Oh, no. My mom loved sample sales and liquidation stores and outlets. And this was back when outlets were actually outlets, when you could get a really good deal on a name brand shirt, but the shirt had an ink stain on it or a hole in the shoulder or whatever. We used to line up early for sample sales. And I have seen women get into a physical altercation over a handbag. And that was just a regular weekend in Jen's childhood. That's what we did. What I know about shopping that way is that the rush is getting the deal. That's what it's about. Even if you don't really need it, even if it isn't perfect, even if that pair of guest jeans had a hole in the butt that needed a patch, which is how I got my first pair of coveted guest jeans, it was about quantity, not quality. It was about bargains. It wasn't about buying things that made it easy to get dressed or went with anything in your wardrobe or or your style or even fit you. None of that stuff mattered. It was about the hunt and the deal. So what I had going into my 20s was a ridiculous amount of clothes, all purchased because they were a good deal. My closets were packed. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't fit anything else in there, but I just kept shoving in good deals. But I also couldn't get dressed easily. I never had the right thing to go with anything. You know, maybe I had a great jacket, but I had nothing to go under it. Maybe I had a fabulous top and no pants to go with it, a skirt, but you know, nothing went together. I was the definition of a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. I'm the OG closet full of clothes, nothing to wear. And I struggled to get dressed every single day. And I thought the solution was just to buy more clothes. Spoiler alert, that is never, ever, ever the solution. I know that now, but I did not know that then. So that's what I did. I just kept buying stuff. Solving the body shape issue for me was like a light bulb moment, right? Like a singular epiphany. But changing my shopping habits happened much more slowly, more like the sun coming up rather than the light switch being flipped on. And I don't think I even realized what I needed to unlearn before I had already unlearned a lot of it and sort of reflected on it, which maybe that's how change works. I don't know. Working for Chico's though, it both fed my overshopping and curbed it. When you work in a job like that, where what you wear is kind of the point, there's a lot of pressure to have the latest thing, to always have new things, to look different every day. And you're also just exposed to new clothes constantly. You you, you see new things 
all the time. And you think, oh, I have to have that. I have to have that. And I bought a lot. But I also started filling in some gaps in my wardrobe with versatile basics, which started to tie things together. And Chico's had always been known for their traveler's collection, which was mix and match matte jersey pieces, which were so comfortable to wear all day and they could be changed up with accessories. And I found myself gravitating toward those because they were just easy. And I naturally stopped buying as much because after a while, buying just black matte jersey pieces, everything starts to look the same. The other thing that happened was because I could only wear Chico's clothes five days a week, I stopped spending my weekends at the outlets or other malls. I didn't want to spend money on clothes I couldn't wear. And honestly, I just didn't want to spend another minute in a store. Because of those things, my wardrobe naturally became more refined and more elevated, more cohesive. And I was getting dressed in under five minutes every day and just loving the results, getting compliments all the time. Now, because I was 26 and not particularly introspective about clothes at that point in my life, I didn't really learn any lessons or put two and two together back then. But looking back, I can see how it was unwittingly the start of unlearning my quantity over quality upbringing. The next time I can remember being thoughtful about clothes was after I had my first daughter and I wanted to be cute. I wanted to be comfortable. I didn't want to feel frumpy. And like a lot of new moms, nothing fit. Everything that did fit was the wrong season. And that was a struggle I know a lot of you know. I literally had nothing to wear that summer. I just, I needed clothes. So I went to Lucy, which was one of the first activewear athleisure stores, which is now gone, sadly. And I bought a couple pairs of pants, a couple skirts and shorts, a bunch of tees and tanks in the size that I was currently. And because I bought everything at one time, at one store, it just all naturally worked together. And I realize now that was my very first capsule wardrobe. I didn't do it on purpose. I was just trying out of necessity to have a small wardrobe that I could wear every day. And I didn't have a ton of time or desire to go shopping. There wasn't a lot of intention behind it at all. But man, it was easy to get dressed. And I remember loving the way I looked that summer, which, you know, when you're a few weeks or months postpartum, loving the way you look is (laughs) that's a, that's a thing to be celebrated. The real transformation and intentionality about building wardrobes came when I started my own styling business. It was the first time that I really saw the cause and effect between what someone was buying and what was in someone's closet and what they were buying, like that whole cycle. And I know that seems sort of like a, well, duh, But when I was working in stores, my goal was to sell them things that they liked and look great on them. I didn't have to think, well, do you already have 10 turtlenecks at home? Or why do you have so many skirts with tags on them in your closet? Are you buying skirts aspirationally? What's going on here? If they found a turtleneck or a skirt that they liked and looked good on them, I was happy to sell it to them. Considering the other side of the wardrobe equation, it just wasn't my job. But when I started seeing what was in their closets and the habits and thoughts that got them there, I realized that we needed to shop thoughtfully, not just to help them have cute things to wear, but have the right things to wear. And that's when clothes for me became more than just fun things that could change the way you feel about yourself, give you a pickup in the day, whatever. They became a way to solve a problem. Each client for me became a puzzle that I had to solve with their habits being one piece, their style, their bodies, their budgets, their lifestyle being others. And if I got it right, what we ended up with at the end was the right image without extra pieces or without holes in the puzzle. And it changed the way I approached buying my own clothes in terms of versatility and filling wardrobe holes first, focusing on bottoms. All of the things that I teach now 
I really learned from just working with people. And unsurprisingly, the things that helped my clients the most were the things that were helping me too. The other thing that I found was that I was able to look at closets objectively. I had no sentimental attachment to the dress they wore to their 20th high school reunion 10 years ago. All I knew was that it was out of date, it didn't fit, they weren't going to wear it, so out it went. It became a whole lot easier to look at my own closet objectively. Sure, that skirt was cute on vacation 10 years ago, but it's out of date, it doesn't fit, and I'm not going to wear it, so out it went. I was not always the ruthless closet editor in my own life that I am now. That part of the journey, along with buying with intention and solving wardrobe problems, really came from doing it for my clients. Cleaning out my mom's house a few weeks ago, the evidence of how much she loved shopping, how much she loved acquiring things, how much she loved keeping things was everywhere. And it made me really glad that I've been as mindful as I have about my habits and thoughts and that I've worked so hard to unlearn the habits that didn't serve me. The last thing I want to talk about today is finding my style, or rather, a better description might be turning my natural uniform into an actual style. One thing I've come to learn is that everyone has clothes and styles they gravitate towards. Everyone has a natural uniform, but often we feel like we should be different, that what we like isn't right somehow. We should be dressier. We should be more classic, we should be trendier, whatever. We don't just allow ourselves to gravitate and lean into our natural uniform. Looking back at pictures at my mom's house, one thing I noticed is that I've always loved fun clothes. There were so many pictures of me as a kid and a teen in graphic tees and crazy pants and tons of sneakers and sweatshirts. And you know what? Those are the exact same things I love to wear today. It was my natural uniform. But I never felt like it was right. I never felt like it was good enough. And a big part of this is that in every picture, my big sister, who is my best friend, was standing next to me wearing something classic and appropriate while I was dressed like a goofball. I always envied her looking so grown up and mature. You know, her inner child is 42. You know the type, right? They always just, they always just look put together. And I always felt like she had it together and I was a hot mess. But here's the funny thing. She never did anything to make me feel like I needed to get it together. That was all me. She was just existing, doing her thing, and I made it mean something for me. And I think this is something we do a lot. Most people are just living their lives unconcerned about what you're wearing. Nobody's thinking about you, thinking that you should have worn something different or that you should put away your crazy pants and wear classic black trousers instead. That's just all you, or in this case, me, feeling that way. I'd like to be able to say that I've just always worn what I liked and not cared about others' opinion, but that wasn't the case at all. One thing, a big thing I needed to unlearn was the habit of comparing my style or even what I liked to anyone else. And I had a terrible habit of this in my 20s. I compared myself to my sister, to women I worked with. I was always comparing and always came out lacking. I never felt good enough. And somewhere along the way, I lost the ability to embrace what I loved. I got really timid with style and I chose things that were safe and boring, things that I should have or should wear. I think that learning to dress my body shape was a big part in learning to embrace my style. I was struggling so hard to find clothes that fit my body that having fun with clothes seemed like a really lofty goal, right? Maybe it's like 
Maslow's hierarchy of style. First level, don't be naked. Second, find clothes that sort of fit your body. And way, way, way higher up is buy things that make you smile. It just wasn't a concern for me when dressing my body got harder, or maybe I just didn't want to stand out and I wanted to hide a little bit. I don't know. I do remember the first clothing item I bought as an adult that I loved, and surprisingly, it was statement pants. We were unpacking boxes at Chico's, and one of the girls pulled out these white pants that had red paint streaks and black Chinese characters on them, which probably said like American idiot, whatever. Everyone in the store, customers, employees, had an immediate reaction to these pants. It was either OMG, those are the ugliest things I've ever seen, or OMG, I love those. There was no in-between, and there was no like, hmm, I have to think about it for a minute. Nope, it was instantaneous, and I was in the love them camp. And even though I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, what will people say? Will they look at me? I just had to have them. So I bought them, I wore the heck out of those pants, and I got a million compliments. At the time, my sister and I were both living in the D.C. area, and she was working on Capitol Hill for a member of Congress. So I would go and meet her and her friends for happy hour after work. I would walk into these bars full of people in navy and black and charcoal gray suits and sensible heels. I was wearing my crazy pants, my fun shoes. I didn't blend in, and for the first time, I loved it. It was the first time I felt like I truly owned and embraced my style. And again, I would love to say that was it. From then on, I just wore what I wanted and didn't care. Well, didn't happen. Learning to embrace my style no matter what was a lesson I had to practice over and over and not feeling less than compared to others was a habit that I had to unlearn over and over. When I started my styling business, I was going to a lot of networking events, meeting lots of impressive women who all dressed like professional grownups. And again, I felt like the goofball. It didn't help that there was another stylist or image consultant, I think she called herself, who moved in a lot of the same circles. She was always in high heels and tailored dresses without a hair out of place. And then there was me with my unruly curls and a graphic tee under a blazer that I'd paired with jeans. I felt so small and so insignificant, like I was playing business owner. I didn't want to go to the events. And I even wondered if I had what it took to give style advice when Clearly, this woman was so much better at it than me. Now, I'd never seen her work. I'd never talked to anyone who worked with her. I don't even know if she had any clients. Meanwhile, I was booked out for months. But she just exuded perfection while I exuded goofball mom next door. So I bought a black suit to wear to the next event, feeling like I'm going to be that grown-up, impressive woman. And a black suit is something everyone should have, right? You know what? I felt worse around that woman and everyone else who was there. Now, not only did I feel insignificant around these powerhouses, I also felt like a fraud, an uncomfortable fraud in pants that did not fit me well. I don't know all the lessons I'd ever learned just went out the window. On the way home from that luncheon, I had a little come to Jesus talk with myself about not doing that again, about being who I was authentically, a goofball with unruly hair, a love of sneakers, and some pretty amazing styling skills. That's me. I can't pretend to be anyone else and still be successful. And that was really the start of creating my personal style with intention, not just buying and wearing things I loved, but figuring out how to lean into what I loved and create a wardrobe that was appropriate in any situation without losing who I was style-wise and wearing things that, that I didn't love. And you know what? 
elevated casual goofball mom next door became my brand and it resonated with people. It resonated with women who needed styling help, but always felt intimidated by the perfection that usually showed up. And a word to every business owner out there, make authenticity your brand because it's a heck of a lot easier and people feel it and they respond to it. Years later, I can say that now I truly don't care what anyone thinks about what I wear. It doesn't even cross my mind. When I see something I love, there is not a moment of what will people think. The only thing I think about is whether it makes me feel like me and makes me smile, which I guess means that I have reached the top of Maslow's hierarchy of style after all, and it feels pretty great. So that's just a quick overview of my style story. And here's what I'd like you to take away from this episode and my journey. First, learning the fundamentals of style, like your body shape and how to dress it, often goes beyond making it easy to figure out what neckline to choose. It can help you understand that your body isn't the issue. There is nothing wrong with you. As I always say, it's not you, it's the clothes. I see this often in the style circle community with women who find curvy pants for the first time. That seems to be a big one. And they go from feeling like their hips are too big and they need to lose weight. They need to find these magic, expensive, you know, one of a kind pants out there. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just need a different cut of jean. Like that's not so hard. It's like the frustration just dissipates. I love seeing that. And that's just an example of how how you feel about yourself changes when you understand your body. Second, we all have habits around how we collect clothes and build wardrobes, and it's worth examining them. Maybe you picked up some bad habits along the way, like I did, that you need to unlearn. Maybe you've always been an intentional buyer and you don't need to unlearn or change anything. Good for you. But the way you collect clothes and how you build your wardrobe absolutely determines how your wardrobe looks and functions. So if you're not loving the way that your wardrobe looks and your wardrobe isn't functional, look to see if your habits and thoughts are helping you get the wardrobe you want or are working against you. Finally, life is more fun when you wear clothes you love. Look at what your natural uniform is. Are you a dress person? Buy dresses. Are you a sneakers and sweatshirt person? Pair those sneakers and sweatshirts with dress pants to elevate your look and stop comparing your style to anyone else's. Your style isn't wrong, even if it's not the same as others. You are the best version of yourself and the worst version of anyone else. I hope this episode and the lessons from my style journey help you along yours. If the mistakes I've made help you avoid the same ones, I have done my job. Before we go, if we're not friends on Instagram or Facebook, let's change that. You can find me on either platform at Everyday Style with Jen. And of course, the links are in the show notes. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember that your everyday matters. So get dressed for it. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're loving the Everyday Style School podcast, I'd like to invite you to become a member of the Style Circle. It's our monthly all-access membership that gives you everything we create to make style easy so you can save time and money, have easier mornings, and more confidence all day long. You get our seasonal capsule wardrobe guides, all of the master classes we offer, and our exclusive members-only podcast, the Everyday Style School Extra Credit. Plus, you're invited to the Facebook community where you can get even more style support and inspiration. I would love to get to know you and support your style journey. It's just $19 a month, less than the cost of a clearance shirt you're never going to wear. Come join me and make your everyday style easier.